Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Simply said, I think we all want to live well, do good, be happy. But we get caught up thinking that we have to be different to do it. We have to be thinner, smarter, richer, healthier. That we have to fix something or change who we are to make a positive impact on the world. I don't believe it. I believe we have all we need right now to do good and be happy. We just need to be ourselves. To go all in with our skills and talents, our energy and ideas, to be all that we are. How do we do that in the middle of our regular routine of kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Sight. Hello, 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 I'm Polly Campbell, and welcome to episode six. We've made it this far of Simply Said podcast where we talk about practical ways and by practical I mean things that even I can do and if I can do them you can too to live well do good and be happy and we are moving into part two of the superpowers show today in the last episode we covered my first three favorite superpower strategies for elevating our life experience Wonder Woman always has her truth lasso, her bulletproof bracelets, her superhuman strength and elevated senses. So we may or may not have the bracelet, but we do have a few of our own superpowers that we also share with Wonder Woman that can help us rid the world of evil or just get up in the morning. These are things like gratitude, curiosity, and optimism. Research shows that not only do these things truly help others, but they also elevate our own life experience. And these superpower qualities have been shown to reduce inflammation, improve health, lower our risk of cancer and heart disease and other chronic illness and scary stuff. But in the day-to-day, they also lower our stress and improve relationships and ease our depression and anxiety and build resilience. So these superpowers really are world changers, and we can do them right now. And here's the thing I notice in my own life. These superpowers diffuse the upset. When I use these things, they help me reground myself and find a little better perspective, feel a little softer and more positive. They keep me going, even when times are tough. So rather than becoming mired in the difficulty, I'm able to feel my emotions and cope with them. Instead of falling into despair, I can keep going. 
and make something better or more meaningful from the moment. And because they make us stronger, we actually get better at dealing with the adversity when you use these things. We're able to see more of the good stuff in our lives when we practice these superpowers. So if you want to learn more about the first three superpowers, which are curiosity and optimism and gratitude, uh, take a gander. My grandmother used to say that all the time. Do you ever use that? Take a gander uh, at episode five when I covered those first three superpowers. These things often work together and uh, make us stronger, even without our realizing it. So I bet you're doing a lot of these all the time. The nice thing about all of them is they create a cycle of strength and good feeling and positive energy. One really flows into the other. And um, that's part of their power, right? So today we're going to launch into the next superpower, which is compassion. If you're saving the world, if you're saving yourself, compassion is a biggie. And it's different than simply putting yourself in another's shoes. It's different than feeling what others are feeling. Like when you cheer up, when you're hearing your friend express their sadness, that's empathy. And that can certainly lead to compassion, but empathy and compassion are not the same. Compassion is active. It's about recognizing and having an emotional response to the pain of others and then doing something to ease it. Compassion is the feeling you get when somebody is in trouble and you want to help. It's alive, it's active. This is part of how we're wired, but it's something that we also practice. It's a habit we can get into. And it's part of our superhuman strength, really. And to some degree, compassion is wired into our biology. It's an evolutionary trait, according to researchers like Emma Sapala and Jonathan Haidt, and it was practiced by our early ancestors, at least by those who wanted to survive. The tribes and communities and individuals who expressed with compassion, those who were more likely to help out and take care of one another, tended to thrive. I mean, think about it. Who would you want in your tribe? The slacker? that lid on the stone slab and did nothing all day? Or the one who went out hunting and gathering and helped with the, um, I don't know, dishes or gave you a hug when you were hurt and sad? Those who recognized the needs and the hurts in the tribe, who acted with compassion to make things a little easier, tended to do better and they got more help themselves. And in the days when there wasn't a McDonald's on every corner or even a corner, being isolated from the tribe or your group made it very hard to survive. So compassion became a natural part of our evolution. Even now, look at how you work best. We feel better when we are in relationship, when we can connect with others and socialize and help each other. We feel good when we see people doing good things and acting compassionately. Those are the kind of people we like to be with. Those are the kind of people we want to be. We usually aren't looking to marry the schmuck, right? We don't want to hang out with people that are hurting others or at least not compassionate and sensing the pain of another and trying to be supportive. When we see someone act compassionately, it elevates our experience. And that elevation inspires us to also act more compassionately and kindly in our own lives. 
according to researcher Jonathan Haidt. So there you go. When you practice compassion, you inspire others and elevate the experience for everybody, including yourself. This is easy peasy when things are going well, right? But how do we get there, especially now in this day and age? How do we reach through the hostility and anger and the frustration and extend compassion to those that we don't agree with, those who cut us off on the freeway, the gal who holds us up in line to take a call on her cell phone? Because that's a real part of our life too. And that's exactly when we need to extend our compassion. Here are five things to remember about compassion. One is we all make mistakes. People are screw-ups, right? Imperfection is the one thing we all have in common. If you haven't made a mistake yet in your life, well, get ready because you are due. And when you blow it, when you blunder, you're going to be looking for the kindness and compassion on the other side. So make sure you offer the same. When somebody does you wrong and you're not feeling all compassionate, toward them. Remember, it's not about you, right? Everyone has a backstory. We all come into the moment and the day with our own stresses and hurts and concerns and goodnesses. And often when we act poorly, it's a product of our unawareness or our own stress, our own upset. It has nothing to do with you. I try to remember that. Um, I had to remember that just this morning when I was walking out of the gym and I was really stiff and sore and the guy in front of me let the door slam right on me. I didn't catch it in time and it hurt and it set me back and I thought it was rude and disrespectful until I remember it had nothing to do with me. He wasn't trying to hurt me. He wasn't trying to be rude to me. He just was in his own world thinking about his own business and trying to get through his morning. So there's space there. I don't have to judge what happened. I don't have to even think about it. I can let that go. And by letting that go, that's also a form of compassion, right? By not making a deal for him, I didn't add to his stress. So if I'm acting schmucky and like a jerk back, that that changes nothing. That teaches nothing. It it just really leaves everybody feeling bad and more stressed out. So uh, don't be the grouch to the grouch. You can act compassionately. Compassion isn't something that needs to be deserved. It's not an award that you give. It's it's not another avenue for you to judge others on, right? The people who need our compassion the most often appear to deserve it the least. But compassion is really about you. Are you a compassionate person or not? Are you going to enhance and elevate the experience of all of us in the world, including yourself? by offering a little compassion and maybe a kind act or not. It really doesn't matter what the other person is doing or whether you believe they deserve it. Compassion is really a matter of whether you're going to give it or not because it's what's inside of you, because it's who you are. And I'll tell you what, this is a practice. You know, I don't like to be cut off on the freeway. I don't like when people don't respect my schedule or they show up late or when my daughter is disrespectful around the house. And it's real easy for me to, you know, be triggered and and move to anger. Instead, a pause and a decision to be compassionate works a lot better. This doesn't mean you let people off the hook. It doesn't mean you don't call people on their bad behavior or let them know when you've felt hurt or mistreated. 
But it does mean that even the way you communicate those messages can come from a place of compassionate understanding, recognizing that they have their own experiences and their own stresses and their own backgrounds that have contributed to this moment. And so you can go in without the anger um, and make better choices in how you deal with those moments of intensity and those moments of relationship struggles and issues. Compassion, it's simply a choice. And it's one you can make or not. But if you do decide to act compassionately, that means movement. You've got to do something. Empathy allows us to share and understand the emotion of others, but compassion helps us relieve the hurt or ease the pain, offer some relief, and it's active. It requires you to reach out to offer support or encouragement or kindness. And when we do, we all feel better. Unlike stress and hostility and anger, which can harm our bodies when we carry it around too long, Compassion can actually help us heal. And that moves us into kindness, which is our fifth superpower. And kindness is the act of compassion. It's, com- it's compassion in motion. You know, and I'll give you an example of what that looks like. A few weeks ago, I was having a rotten day. Things just weren't going well. And then all of a sudden, a friend that I don't get to see as often as I'd like showed up at my door completely unexpected and dropped off dinner for me and my family around three o'clock in the afternoon. I wasn't expecting it. I had no dinner planned. I wasn't feeling very good that day and I was having some stresses at work and she showed up with a hug and a smile and a bag of dinner. She had no idea the kind of struggle I was in that day. She just showed up because she knew that like her, we're all living busy lives and she wanted to make my life easier and happier in that moment. It was a huge gesture. It changed how I acted, it changed how I felt, and it changed how I thought about other people in my life and the ways that I could extend kindness to them. I'm still thinking about it months later. It was a it was a huge deal. So that's kindness, right? That's compassion and action. You don't have to know what the rules are. You don't have to be asked to deliver it. It's something that you can generate and extend from yourself. Compassion requires that you notice the pain or the struggle or the upset of others. And then kindness is the decision you make to reach out. You can do it no matter what's going on. You don't need to know the person's backstory. All you need to do is lift your head up and smile as you pass that individual on the street. You don't have to know what they're going through or what pain they're in to extend compassion by making that connection. Kindness is a noticing of the people who are present, of reaching out, saying thank you to this Safeway checker, making eye contact and giving a smile I think it's safe to assume everyone deals with some adversity in their life, right? We all have some pain. Life is challenging and it's scary. And kindness is the moment where we say, hey there, I see you. I acknowledge you and you are not alone and we can get through this together, right? You don't have to say it out loud, although there's, that would be a kind gesture. There's some value in doing that. But by acknowledging their presence with a smile or a thank you or a thank you note or by dropping dinner at their door, you're extending kindness and leading with compassion. Kindness doesn't have to be complicated. You know what it feels like, 
right? It's good for both people. You feel great when you do something special for somebody else. But I often think kindness gets confused with altruism. And altruism is uh, when you do a good thing, it's an action that helps someone else. But it doesn't necessarily require you to be emotionally involved. Um, you can send a can of food to the, the school food drive with your kid so they can participate. And that certainly helps families in our community. But it doesn't require a big emotional commitment or pull from you. Just like you can donate money to a charity you care about without getting too emotionally involved. Compassion takes all of it, right? It, it requires your awareness to see the need and the pain or the challenge. And then it requires you to have some emotional connection to that person or that situation. And then it takes an act of kindness, really, the action to outreach and assist and relieve and make things just a little bit better. And that kindness is really compassion in motion. So here's how kindness shows up. You invite every kid to your kindergartner's birthday party instead of leaving any out. You pause, you make eye contact and say thank you to the people who serve you in the restaurant, the checker, the teller at the bank, your husband, your kid when she clears the table. You say please and thank you. Showing appropriate respect and manners to everyone is kind. You let the guy emerge on the freeway even if he was tailgating and acting like a jerk. You listen well when a friend talks. You hold the door open. That's an act of kindness, right? It requires an awareness. It requires some connection that the person is behind you and kindness is holding the door open. You send a note of appreciation or a thank you note to someone who's helped you. You support a friend with notes of encouragement or coffee or by taking time, dropping a meal by. You take a meal down the street to a widowed neighbor. You volunteer. You see what I mean? There are lots of ways to do kindness. None of them take a lot of money or a lot of time. You don't have to take a day off work to make a difference. And your act of kind compassion will flow until it reaches all of us. And that's how it changed the world. One act of kindness research shows extends out five times. So when my friend brought the dinner for me, then I acted in ways that were kind five different times during that afternoon. And those people were all inspired to kindness because when we feel better, we do better. I say that all the time, but it's true. We may not even have noticed that we were acting easier and softer with others in our life. But that's truly what happens. Because when we feel seen and taken care of, when we've been treated with compassion and kindness, we are more likely to do that for others. And that's how we make a difference here. And it starts in our families, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our cities. And that's how we change the world. That brings us up to our Simply Start segment, where we come up with a way we can integrate this stuff right now into our lives, smack dab in the middle of our busy schedule. And compassion and kindness are great things to start now. So do it every day. Try today with a random act of kindness. Using the list we just went over, choose one act of kindness and do it right now even. Make a meal for someone. Send a thank you note or a note of appreciation. Take a beat. A pause, 
to notice the checker at the store or the teller at the bank and look them in the eye and smile and say thank you. Not while you're doing something else and not while you're grabbing your change, but while they are looking at you. Connect with them that way. Sign up to volunteer for a cause or a group you care about. When you're walking the dog, say hello to the person you pass on the street and look at them as you go by. When we do this, when we simply start with compassion, we'll feel better, we'll have more fun, and we'll brighten the world for all. So let me know what you did. Did you try this? Have you been putting some random acts of kindness into play? Have you been looking for the small kind act to use every day? Let me know what you're doing. And let's keep them going. You can drop me a note at my website, www.imperfectspirituality.com, or tweet me at P.L. Campbell. And you can also join me on my Facebook page, which is Polly Campbell, author, speaker. And let me know what your random acts of kindness are. And thank you for making the world a little better, a little softer, a little easier for all of us. And that parks us right up alongside the Simply Nifty segment, where I talk about a practice podcast book or one of my other favorite things, something that helps me live well, do good, and be happy and have more fun and something that uh, might help you do the same. So today I have a YouTube video for you to check out. Go to 10 Incredible Acts of Kindness Caught on Camera. The guy's announcer voice bugs me a little bit, but hey, I'm going to lead with compassion and not judge him. But the stories are awesome. Everyday people like you and I living kindness, doing the right thing simply because it's the right thing and extending themselves when they don't have to, but when they do, it changes the world. And I promise you watching this video, 10 incredible acts of kindness caught on camera is hopeful and inspiring and it will elevate your day. So check it out. And that's it for today on Simply Said. Thank you for listening. I am so grateful that you've chosen to spend 20 minutes of your time with me here. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to subscribe and give a five-star review. Those things, the big wigs say, really help us keep going and growing. And mostly they just make me feel good. I like to know you're out there listening and we're working through this stuff together. Remember, life isn't something to be figured out. It's something to be experienced. But together, we can elevate that experience and create a great, big, fabulous life around all these little fabulous moments. So thanks for being here with me. Now, let's go out, live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid.